You're listening to Paint the Town Podcast with your hosts. LA Street Art Gallery resident artist, teacher, and founder of LA Street Art Gallery, James Chen of Hello. What's up, brother? What's up, man? It's been a while, man. I've been fucking busy, man. Dude, you're, all, you're always busy. <laughs> I mean, we're both very busy, but your, your busyness usually uh, stretches not only across the United States, usually into other continents. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, I haven't been on the road, but, you know, it's just like I've been back and just catching up with everything, you know. I'm still handling that court case thing, man. Oh, Oh, yeah. yeah. I can give you an update on it, basically. Let's just get a quick little update on that before we get to our special guest. Yeah, so basically, now that I'm actually, like, handling all the case and everything like that and just, like, dealing with it, I have a court date on August 20th, basically, right? But um, I, mean, I got a little private attorney because, fuck, no, I'm not going to get a public defender, right? I mean, that's just... <laughs> yes, we're trying to have an art show at the at the office space in City of Industry. That I, pay, that I have a legal business license to, and I, I pay rent every single month. Okay. Right. And, and, then, and we advertised it, and all of a sudden we got notified that you know they're going to shut it down. So you said, okay, fine. I said, let's cancel it, and then let's uh, uh, have another date. You know, so basically nobody listens at City of Industry, and uh, <laughs> you know we even went to the police department to tell them, hey, we canceled the event. But you know, um, both times that we applied for the event, the cops just showed up. It's like if you don't apply for the event permit, they showed up when we were doing the podcast the at podcast. your office. Yeah. <laughs> Why well, did forget that? Like, no, 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 sorry. Oh, okay. No, 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 no. You know, so one time they gave me a ticket, right? And you know what? It's actually a fucking misdemeanor, man. <laughs> Dude, you're a vandal. <laughs> you are a vandal. So, I mean, like, the maximum sentence is uh, one year in jail with a uh, $1,000 fine, basically. What? For having an art show. <laughs> hey, actually, on my ticket, it says, like, Art show, no permit. You know. I mean, wow. <laughs> hey, you know what? We have somebody. We have somebody on with us. Let's, let's, let's talk about our guest we have here today, uh, T.K. Mills. Um, Hello. Welcome to the uh, to the other office. Uh-huh. This is the uh, the west west side office. Yep. Temporary west side office. Um, uh, so, what do you th- what do you think about that? What do you think about our little uh, circumstances we got? Because you just had uh, art show too, right? Yeah, we did have an art show, and uh, it was the first one I had ever put together in really any capacity. And uh, although it went well, it also gave me a very uh, hard understanding of all that goes into organizing an event, even something small. Do you have a permit? Uh, <laughs> we did not have a permit. I didn't realize that was a thing. Well, now when you say small, how like how big it would have been? The gallery was at the storefront project in the Lower East Side, and uh, it, it was like a decent-sized space. Like, the gallery itself was about the size of this room. I don't oh, yeah, know TK's from New York, basically. Okay, yes. So, Hello, basically, we're, we're talking about a space that's basically about 15 by 20 feet or so. Yeah, and then there was, like, a backyard and, like, a front area. Um, and it was pretty good. Like, we, we, like, what I liked is that there was, like, sort of a natural flow to the crowd where, like, some people hung out in the middle area of the gallery where we had all the art. A lot of people were, you know, smoking token in the uh, backyard. And then you had other people chilling out front with uh, cigarettes. And I thought it was kind of neat that, you know, oh, it's good. it was a natural flow. It was also uh, that happened in part because it was a very hot space. I was sweating profusely. Uh, every oh, man, photo. New York summers, man. Yeah. Jesus. How, I mean, have you been out to New York a lot, Teach? 
I have not been there in a long time. Okay, okay. Um, I, I look forward to going back again, but <coughs> not in the summertime. Yeah, you know, every single time, <laughs> it's just so hot. Everybody gets out of there during the summertime, basically, right? How, is so it what, what, I'm sorry, what was the, what was the subject matter of the, of the show? And like, So uh, the show was for the official launch of a magazine that I uh, lead and co-founded with uh, several friends, uh, Up Magazine, mm. um, and it was Up our magazine. first issue. Yes. Like Get Up, basically, right? Yeah, Get Up, uh-huh. Stay Up, works, What's Up, Works yeah, for exactly. a Lot, you know? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What, so uh, um, what inspired this magazine, man? Because, I mean, especially... Uh, in a day of, 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 in a time of when actual magazines are a, a very few. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So uh, there are a couple sort of confluent factors that went in, but sort of to that first point, like why print? Uh, I think print because it's something tangible people mm. can hold. Uh, the beauty of the internet is that there is a very low threshold for entry. Entry barrier. Yeah, yeah. entry barrier, exactly. Entry and barrier. <laughs> the flip side of that, though, is that you know anyone can have a magazine. And so I True. wanted it to be legit. And so the best way to make it legit is to have it in a form that you can literally hold, mm. see, keep, all now, that. Now, we, we've had like uh, um, uh, other magazines and things like that. I wanted to say that I really liked uh, Up Magazine because it's very extensive, man. Even though you're East Coast uh, <laughs> magazine, man, I mean, or at least it appears to be right now, you covered like some of the West Coast artists too, and then you gave LA a lot of love. That's why we wanted to have you on, man. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I mean, as far as the quality of the the production is, you know, right up there with uh, regular magazines. Yeah, that was uh, that was a big part of the aim because it was like, like yeah, here. yeah, go for it. Just so we can uh, flip through it live while you're. Uh, talking to tk yeah so um yeah we are new york based um and you know sort of our first issue reflects that in a lot of ways and that a lot of our writers a lot of the artists we talk to are sort of based in you know the five boroughs and around um but you know it's like the street art world is global and if we're going to be a street art magazine we have to reflect that so we had a couple uh la artists in uh, our first issue, we had Kai, we had Dirk Cobain. Nice. Uh, and our second issue, which is slated for October, um, we're going to have a lot more. We actually now have an L.A. correspondent uh, who's been covering some stuff for us. Who, who's that, by the way? Uh, her Instagram is L.A. Art Life. Okay, okay. Um, oh, okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. I've, I've actually you know, been tagged on some things, and, and she's... Yeah, I'm actually meeting up with her uh, later today. We're, we're oh, checking awesome. out some okay. stuff. Tell her, thank you very much. That's yeah, uh, very, very kind of her. And, you know, tell her to, uh, you know, L.A. Street Art Gallery, basically, as you may know, we're like the oldest L.A. Street Art blog in mm-hmm. Los Angeles nowadays. Um, Definitely want to have her on. Yeah, and then we, it would be awesome to have her on and just, uh, you know, always find some collaborations. Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll give her a shout, let her know. So you're talking to Kai. Uh, I, we, we just had an interview with Kai as well, too. Man. Oh, really? That's yeah, crazy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, I thought it's pretty cool, the concrete stuff he's doing, you know, so. Um, yeah, we had uh, some good photos of it, too. Uh, Zerbaran, his New York photographer, had a couple of his, um, like, concrete plaques, and they're cool. And he talks about it actually in the article, but uh, what's funny is people have tried to, you know, they've tried to lift it, take it home. <laughs> so unfortunately, the consequence of that is you see a lot of them or what remains of them, and they're just sort of these concrete frames because, like, people have, like, whatever chiseled or Ugh. broken away at it. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's in a sense, it's almost like urban rune. 
You yeah. know, it's, oh, yeah. it's its own. Well, like the old Roman ruins. Yeah, you know, exactly. All the figures and everything with the broken arms and noses and everything. Yeah, the Pompeii of New York. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's awesome, man. You know, so so let me ask you. So what did you, uh, you're originally from, like, what part of New York? So I grew up in upstate. Okay. Um, I, you know, spent my first 18 years there. And then I bumped out to Colorado. I was oh, at CU okay. Boulder for my undergrad. Oh, dude, Boulder's fucking awesome. Yeah, Boulder, I'm sorry, wait a second. I always hear people say upstate. <coughs> what, I don't know what that means. So I'll contextualize it. So uh, as most people who live in the city of New York uh, either explicitly or implicitly believe that uh, Manhattan is the center of the universe. So basically <laughs> for New Yorkers, upstate is anything north of the Bronx. It's ba- <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, really? Because <laughs> by actual definitions, I do not live upstate. I live in, uh, I grew up in um, like Peekskill. It's uh, it's in oh. Westchester, which is the southernmost yeah, yeah, yeah. county outside New York. But to New Yorkers, when I'm like, oh, I'm from Westchester, like, oh, upstate. So, <laughs> so, so what you if know. you li- what if you live like between like Buffalo and like Manhattan? Like, you know, you know, I'm like, I'm just saying, like, like, like you- up upstate. Up yeah, that's, upstate. That's, 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 that's what that is. Up upstate. Yeah, up, upstate. upstate. You know, or, or you're from Long, like Long Island or uh, Long Jersey. Long Island's or- its own like breed of animal. You okay. know, same with Jersey. Okay. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. No, I mean, I have some I have some friends that are uh, they li- live in Philly and they commute to the city now. Yeah, that's crazy. I well, then again, it's like the drive from Philly is probably like two and a half hours if you're driving a good pace. But you know, if you live in some parts of the city, you're gonna have that same amount of time, except you're gonna be on a train. Yeah, so. you're gonna be on a train, basically. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah exactly. Being pushed around, and I mean, it's kind of like here, you know. Um, yeah, you pick I your mean, poison. You yeah, know, you, you may you may live in the Inland Empire and commute to downtown LA, and that'll probably take you like two hours too. You know, what yeah, I mean? so, oh, it can or more. Yeah, so I mean, you know. Uh, there's always been a lot of it's like a, a LA New York we're both influencing cities in this country you know what I mean so of course the art um, you know reflects each other one thing about New York I think that is uh, um, kind of unique is like hey it's where like the big graffiti movement births so yeah I noticed that you cover graffiti and street art and that's the LA street art gallery we always covered both too I feel like sometimes some blogs like they pigeonhole themselves into Oh, I'm a little too uh, uh, graffiti now. You know what I mean? And then you, but we've always managed to uh, dance on both sides of the line. Like, what is your, um, you know, definition of like when it becomes? Because we discussed this quite a bit. Yeah, I, I've thought about this a lot, and I think you know, with really any art, uh, trying to you know pin down a definition, the more you try and chase it, the more it will elude you. Um, I actually, when I was in LA last summer, uh, I was at Beyond the Streets, and I picked up um, their little like history book, which I thought was pretty cool. Shout out to Beyond the Streets and Roger Gassman. But what they use as a definition is they split it down into three categories. Graffiti, street art, and muralism. Mm. Um, And so graffiti is sort of uh, focusing more on lettering uh, and, you know, characters. uh, Though some people have, like, said if there's a character, it makes it street art. But that's debate for a different time. But, like, so graffiti... depends on if it's a uh, stencil or not, some say. Exactly, exactly. It's, like, one of those things that the more you try and find the exact definition, the less it's going to, you know, it's gonna, you're going to find something that runs counter to that. But yeah, graffiti, I think a large part of it, what defines graffiti is it has to be illegal. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and like that, 
And, you know, there's then some examples of permission walls where guys are, you know, they're doing lettering. It's like, all right, well, is that graph or street art? Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. How I think of street art personally is I think of it as a sort of broad umbrella that covers everything from stickers to wheat pasting to stencils to spray to murals to mm -hmm. graph. Like, that's how I think of it. Me I don't too. know. I yeah. feel that way too, you know? And, you know, we just wanted to encompass as many people who are getting up as possible. You, yeah, you know, exactly. I mean, that's why I love the name you know, of the magazine. I, I think I'm, I'm going to continue to change my, my definitions of it because the more I meet people and I hear their, their ideas of what it is, the more it kind of changes the way I feel about it. You know what mm -hmm, I mean? Because, mm -hmm. um, you know, I mean, you could categorize it as, you know, sometimes the, the street art is something that you can replicate. Yeah. You know, so that's usually a stencil or even if there is some original... Um, part involved in it, like a freehand spraying or brushing or something like that, it's still maybe part of mm. the rest of it is something you can mass produce to some degree. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a really interesting point actually because I feel like that and you know what that, that murals, is if you're you know? if you're putting a message out there, that's graffiti. Yeah, anything that has a legible message to it is technically you know what I've heard is is graffiti. You know, mm. but let me know. trump that one second though. What yeah. about you're replicating your tag? every single time in the same way too yeah but the message there's no message mm, to that's it that's true that's true that's what now and <laughs> and the other thing of course there's different the uh the categorization of graffiti that is vandalism mm, mm -hmm. that's true yeah. that is just like you were just saying a tag mm -hmm. initials mm -hmm. yeah you know, or the the gang initials or something like that mm -hmm. yeah um but yeah I, and, and um I, I was just thinking about that because you know sometimes the the stuff that graffiti writers do with their lettering um, that is abstract. Mm. Some of the guys in their own crew cannot mm -hmm. tell you exactly what you know. Some of the letters they're putting out are. Yeah. So when it becomes abstract, yeah. that's not graffiti. Mm -hmm. That is street art. Well, and it's also it's funny you see graffiti artists. You know, graffiti's been around. 50, but don't 60 tell them that. Yeah. You get them angry. You're a street artist? No, I'm like a graffiti writer. <laughs> well, I feel like it's like one of those things like people, you know, how you choose to identify because it's kind of like there are artists that like I might have thought of more one way and then there are like street artists who don't, who reject the label of street art and they're like, no, I'm a contemporary artist. Like, well, but what you're doing, you know, is a form of street art. Right, exactly. What are your, what are your means? You yeah. Know, are, you, are you doing this to get respect, to get the nod from all the, the badass guys out there that get up on the billboards and do these amazing pieces yeah or are you trying to make an influence on people in society by putting mm -hmm. a message out there yeah that makes them think in a certain way yeah and it's it's interesting to me because you know uh, as i'm sure it's the same for you guys everyone i've talked to has their own little tweak on what the <laughs> definition is sure you know sure. they're different cultural spheres of a lot of overlap you know it's like sure i heard one thing i think at the beginning of the uh our blog we always were looking for like hey what are the rules right kind yeah of like yeah and then i heard i mean it might have been pasty white man it might have been pasty white we, we, we kind of came he's like Hey man, it's the street. There's yeah. no rules. No. <laughs> exactly. You know what I mean? So I was yeah. like, I like that. There's consequences, right? It, it, like, it comes down to your means with that. You know what I mean? If if you're uh, if you're trying to, you know, get out there and cause problems, then there's an easy way of doing that. You yeah, know, yeah. Going over original stuff with pasters and and doing going stencil near, pieces going near, near somebody. Yeah, yeah. You like, want to get people angry. You want to get um, excommunicated from an area. That's one sure way of doing that. I said, th yeah. those, they're, those are kind of like, okay, they're kind of rules, but it's like, hey, there's people with the balls to break them too, right? And yeah. Oh, and the funny thing is some of those people <laughs> have the backing and, and even like, you know, uh, security, secure backing as far as like 
um, you know, weapons or, you know, gangs or stuff like that. So that's you have to be careful. You don't know who has what backing. And yeah. you know, you know if, you, if you think someone's messing up your stuff and you start going after them, you may be going after someone you really, really do yeah. not want to be going after. Yeah, definitely. Well, you know, it reminds me of that story when uh, Dave Navarro came on the podcast Life After Death, basically, right? And he was mm. saying that he... Uh, oh, God. I know. After, actually, I, I love it because it's like, Teach, why don't you, uh, just, just for the Up Magazine audience, you know, it's a new audience, so I kind of want you to share the story of like... Um, well, you can share the MSK one, or you yeah. can share yours. <laughs> no, the, well, I think the MSK one is a little bit more dangerous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For yeah. His, of course, his life yeah. and everything, because MSK doesn't care who you are. Yeah, yeah. They don't care if you're a celebrity or what you are. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like he accidentally went over uh, some lettering. Just Dave Navarro accidentally went over some lettering in New York. Yeah, yeah. yeah in New York. Oh yeah, up yeah. on a high spot. <laughs> and so um, it was a tribute to uh, one of their fallen members. Holy <laughs> shit! Yeah, I could see them getting real fired about that. Yeah. But now, luckily, luckily, um, you know, David went about it the right way as far as saying, "Please let me know if there's some way I can make amends." And so they had a special meeting, mm-hmm. and you know, he went. He had to go through kind of like a little ceremony. Yeah. You know. So this is what I'm talking about. Yeah. You know, when when stuff like that happens, you. You, well, you, you got to handle it the right way. You, you know, know what, though? Yeah, exactly. I, what I love about Dave, I think um, he's, like, so polite, man. He, and That's he what actually, I mean. Yeah, yeah he, he just seems like a real nice guy. Yeah, and he understands, like, recently i just been kind of poking around on Instagram, and there was a wall. Originally, it was, uh, it was um, done by Hero, right? And then it was uh, buffed, you know? And then, so Dave actually asked Hero first, said, hey, can I put my... Um, uh, I think it was a picture of his mom. Yeah, his mom. His yeah, mom. Sets of his mom in that spot. First of all, nobody. <laughs> it's already buffed. A lot yeah. of people wouldn't ask. You, yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. So, it's like, man, he. You know, it's it's so polite and just like understanding of the, the that's the way. Rules, that's what, right? if your if your means are you want to get along in the community. That's the way you do it. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And but I love the next part of the story. Basically, so Dave's uh, stencil got buffed too. And that then, night, I think, because his mom's birthday was the next day or something. Like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But go ahead. But yeah, basically, um, uh, the postman. Basically, right? I don't know if you heard of the postman. He does these great uh, wheat paste, and it's like these. Yeah, co- I've seen him. He's okay. got a couple around the city. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, awesome. And he put a, a wheat paste of Dave Navarro and Trusty Scribe. Actually, put a bubble um, letter, something like uh, one song at a time. I'm kind of butchering it, the, the the verbiage, but on that same wall without them even knowing. So it's kind of like the universe was. Just oh, like, that's kind of yeah. <laughs> the energy is just yeah, exactly. Time. Bizarre timing, dude. I mean, yeah. that's just beyond that's wild yeah i mean so we love these like little uh plot lines that kind of play out in the street you know here in la because there are like the main places to get up um and you know melrose right hollywood is there is there places like that in new york that every i mean i see yeah there's so it it really depends right because like when you're looking at new york you're you know all five boroughs when most people say new york they think manhattan uh, and in Manhattan, probably the street art epicenter is the Lower East Side. And a very popular spot for a lot of stencil and wheat paste artists is called Freeman's Alley. Um, and it's essentially, there's this restaurant, Freeman's, and it's a little alley off a side street, so it's like relatively out of the way, so you usually don't have to worry too much. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's a, you know, that's like sort of the popular, it's where a lot of people, when they're first getting up, it's where they go to. It's a lot of, you know, it's kind of has like a little bit of a reverence around it for mm. sort of that that energy it carries but at the same time because it is well known occasionally the cops will take a little roll 
you know, mm. see what's going on. So you have to be conscious of that kind of stuff. But it, it's sort of like... At least have a lookout. Yeah, exactly. Have someone on the corner, you know, <laughs> got your back. Now, now, actually, we didn't ask, how did you get involved? I mean, what, what's your background, basically? Oh, so uh, that's always a fun story to tell. So, um, <laughs> yeah, so kind of pick it off before. So I went to school, CU Boulder, uh, you know, did my four years. Uh, after that, I moved to Thailand uh, for like a year and a half. Yeah, well, I was Pardon. teaching English. So I was living in uh, Supambury, which is like about an hour west of Bangkok. Okay. Um, yeah, and I was working as an English teacher. Did that for six, seven months. And uh, when my contract en- ended, I just backpacked around Southeast Asia for like wow. another six months until I ran out of money and went home. How old were you at that time? Uh, 23. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Oh my God, if my yeah. son was doing that, I would be like, ah. <laughs> I'm sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, no, I mean, like that was like my first introduction to backpacking like real backpacking which comes back around up in a in a sense so let me guess you went to vietnam yeah oh yeah i did i did so it started thailand and then first i went south i did bali and then i went to singapore malaysia and then i went back up through thailand because i was there for songkran and then laos cambodia and vietnam nice Um, nice. were you in thailand were you there for the full moon party yeah yeah nice it's uh it's a trip it's uh it's like pure debauchery, honestly. It's just you have like several yeah, thousand. Their own. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know. Well, you know, I've, I've been there. My buddy's DJ, and we I went there once. My thing is like Thailand is way too hot for me personally. You know, I mean, it, like in some times, my my little sis uh, actually she's a Invicta fighter basically, and she oh. she's opening a recovery center out there. Oh. So I actually just got back from Thailand not too long ago too. Wild man. But um. Yeah, you know, Thailand, uh, I actually used to live in Malaysia when I was in high school. In oh, super cool, school. man. So anyways, I, I'm familiar with that part of the world, and uh, it's quite different from, from New York, man. So yeah, and like a million different ways. How did you feel when you came back, basically? It was like reverse culture shock. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's also like when I lived in Thailand, you know, one, when I had an apartment I was teaching, my rent was, you know, I had a studio, lived by myself, 90 bucks a month. And you probably had house. How big was the place? Yeah. <laughs> uh, it was it was decently sized. It was probably like I don't know, I'll say uh, maybe ten by twelve. Um, you know, and first year I was like, oh, it's amazing. And then you know, I moved back to New York and I moved into Bushwick and uh, I lived with six other people and I was paying uh, ten times that amount in rent <laughs> for what was a glorified closet. So that was that was <laughs> yeah, part of the, wow. the New York experience. I mean, okay, so you know, I think. Uh, I'm, you know, I everybody, a lot of people. I don't want to say everybody. A lot of people from LA have a uh, a dream of I'm going to go to New York and uh, you know get a change of scenery, right? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> right. You know, what I mean, and, uh, and New Yorkers think the same about LA. LA, yeah, that's, yeah. What I, that's what I'm trying yeah. to say, right? And then um, I'm just curious: is there like an influx? Do you, do you meet like LA people? Like, and how do they? How do they? <laughs> yeah. How do they survive? How do they survive? How long do they last? <laughs> There's a, there's a decent... How long does, this, does it twinkle in the eye? <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> New York, you know, you're a real New Yorker when that jadedness just sort of sinks in. Yeah, yeah. Where you see some weird shit and you don't even bat an eye, you know? <laughs> there's, like, some homeless guy on the subway just pure naked. And, like, people won't even comment on it. They'll just, you know, walk on, just keep doing their thing. Mind your own business. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There's very much a wow. mind your own business kind of mentality in New York. But yeah, there's a couple, like, you know, uh, Dirk Cobain kind of came out to New York and, you know, he blew it up real big while he was there. And now he, he bounces around. He's always traveling. But, like, you know, he made a pretty firm impression, you know, from his months living there. And he was there probably like a year. You know, oh. now there's a, just because you mentioned artists, there's a, uh, uh, I forgot his, uh, his street artist name is uh, um, 
uh, Hanksy, basically. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? So I forgot, what's his name? Adam again? Lucas. Adam, Adam Lucas. Adam, yeah. You know, yeah. He, he made the transition to the real name. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But you know what, man? We got to give him a shout out because he did an event here mm-hmm. a little bit back, right, TJ? Yeah, yeah. He, uh, he took over a uh, mansion down in the Adams District. Oh, wild. And they were going to be demolishing the house you know, for mm-hmm. reconstruction. And so he invited, you know, a ton of L.A. street artists and graffiti artists to come get up in the house. Yeah, that's where they knocked uh, it down. That's yeah. super fucking cool. I mean, yeah. who wouldn't love to paint like a mansion? You know, oh, like dude. yeah. I, I went and got yeah. up in there like so many people, and then there was a huge party. Um, and you know, it was it, when you do something like that, you have all these artists putting things up there at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's funny that you, you catch your, all your different types of artists. You know, some yeah. people like keeping to themselves. You know, they like seeing people, other people work and everything, but they just don't want to be bothered. Yeah, yeah. Then you got your some people that are just as, as social as can be. You know, like, hey, mm-hmm. is there anything I can help you with? You want some you yeah, assistance? Yeah, camaraderie that comes with it. There's some yeah. guy that's like hiding his technique. Oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah. Don't look at me. There was none okay, of that. Okay, no. Okay. Yeah, um, no, I'm just saying it's funny with like, you know. <laughs> but, I don't know. Maybe it's in the musician world, because right? I'm a DJ. Get the cardboard walls. Get the cardboard walls. Yeah, right. <laughs> People are very secretive of their techniques sometimes. You know what I mean? But not so much in visual arts. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, it's like a trial and error. But, but um, yeah, you know, I mean, we gotta, had to give him a shout because, like, that was one of the. Uh, I distinctly remember it said a New York artist came over here. I always feel like that's like shark infested waters, man. Like, yeah, you know, yeah, you know yeah. it's like. Well, another reason why I got uh, a lot of respect for Adam is that he, uh, <clears throat> you know, basically changed his style, too. Mm. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, completely. Yeah. He was doing kind of cartoonish, um, yeah, satiristical puns. puns. Yeah. And now he's doing some awesome pattern work. He does some um, some really cool stuff. Yeah, and and I just I, I mean I love his love mm-hmm. both of his of his of his works, but I just tons of respect for uh, you know going ahead and making that change and and being like a you know a true artist. We're supposed to you know try new things. Yeah, you know, yeah. I feel like um, that's the mark of it you know you it's evolve. okay to have your one yeah. thing you do if it's therapeutic. You know, it makes you feel good and mm-hmm. pays your bills or whatever. But um, you know, at the same time, you should also try other things as well and uh, adam is like a, a, a great example of, of how successful that yeah. they can be now, now let me ask you um so you spend most of your time in new york basically right yeah, yeah and yeah. you come out here i know you interviewed teach before too uh, already right yeah um so now it's our turn is there anything about like uh the difference in like vibe that some of the LA artists have in New York I mean you know there's that graffiti background a lot in New York right so mm-hmm. I mean you know I got a quick question just to uh, sure, interject right. here um would you <laughs> this is my own little joke kind of um you know would you find it as far as like meeting up with artists uh, scheduling and timing what do you think the <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> the, the East Coast guy is a little bit better about being on time and stuff, whereas the West Coast guys maybe maybe they're a few <laughs> minutes late. You know, maybe they're too much cush. You know, yeah, a few hours late or maybe a day or two late. There is definitely a little bit of an anecdotal truth to that because, like, yeah, LA was like, you know, there was there's some people in particular. I was like, I really had a chase. Versus New York, it's kind of like, all right, here's a spot we're gonna be here, and you know, you usually get that five to ten minute range. Um, that's amazing. Yeah. So you know, and then but there's a. It also comes out of the individual, right? Because there are people who just flake, and that those flaky people live everywhere. You know? Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, artists. Artists. You know, most of the time, it's it's going to be difficult to get us to be completely on time. Yeah. I just I happen to be uh, different than most, and just because I was raised by parents that you know worked on a military base. Yeah. So, yeah. 
kind of that, that that life experience definitely I think makes you a little bit more punctual than your average. Uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so teach. I, I saw you. Uh, you know, we talked a little bit. If you want to let's go back and listen, we talked a little bit about the Hawaii trip that you took recently. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, you know, why don't you give the audience uh, of Up Magazine and TK a little bit update, like kind of what we did over there, because a lot of great things are happening, man. Like with that. Oh man! Um, well, my uh, my trip over there was uh-huh. amazing. So beautiful and everything. What part of Hawaii were you guys in? We we stayed on uh, on Oahu, oh, kind of like on cool. the Upper East Shore. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> in a in a town. Uh, what was the name of the town? It was K three A's, uh, a W and an I, and I think <laughs> it was pronounced Kaava, or okay. something like that. I, I believe you know, it. I don't even I really remember if no that's idea. the way it was spelled, but. <laughs> I just remember um, I actually got arrested when I was over there. Oh, wow. Um, and still <laughs> waiting to find out how that turns out um, before I tell a complete story on that. But mm-hmm. just remember telling the officer, like, I'm not even going to try to pronounce the name of this place because you may think I'm high on drugs or something like that. <laughs> I'm just going to spell it for you. That's where I'm staying right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, I, I did a stencil of, uh, of Eddie Eichau, who's this uh, legendary big wave surfer, and he was actually the first lifeguard. Oh, yeah, I saw on Instagram. At YMA, yeah, right? Yeah. right? And so... Um, they have these, you know, electrical boxes over there that are, they look the same as they do over here. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we basically over here, there's myself and, you know, actually several other artists at this point in time that get up on these boxes. Mm-hmm. And, um, I mean, the first one that comes to mind is, uh, is gaso, uh, super inlighted gasoline. Uh-huh. Um, shout out to that guy. Cause d- dude transforms these boxes into like, you know, a, a stack of money, um, a, an ambulance, a, a telephone booth. Yeah. That's cool. Uh, you know. And so, you know, and, and it's now looked at as vandalism. You know, it's more almost like decoration. You yeah. Know? Well, it's also like, you know, otherwise the electrical box is going to sit there and be gray and ugly. You know, it's like... A, exactly. You know, it's one of those things that city-owned and, you know, what's the city really care? Because it's not like you're damaging the functionality of it. Well, it's actually you know? owned by the Department of Transportation. Oh, interesting. <laughs> Find these things out when you get arrested messing with this stuff. Yeah, yeah. But, um, so... You know, I figure I, I, they're kind of fair game. And mm-hmm. at the same time, um, I actually met a, a really, really cool guy when I was over there. Um, that uh, Danny at um, uh, Taco Cabana uh-huh. um, in downtown Honolulu. Uh, excellent, excellent food, by the way. Tacos, nice. burritos, and everything. Amazing food. And uh, I was actually talking with him, and he mentioned that, um, you know, the cops weren't that tough on, on graffiti. Uh-huh. Now, um, I think what he meant was like the murals and, and <laughs> green pieces that were approved and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, to me, I figured that, you know, maybe that meant green the, light, yeah. The, the boxes, you know, like especially yeah. ones that I, the ones that I hit, they had been painted over a little bit. One actually had a sticker on it that had like a gun on it with some kind of uh, initials and stuff look like it could be kind of gang related or whatever mm-hmm. and so I figured okay well there shouldn't be a problem with this you know I can just yeah. you know show them look dude this had a sticker of some kind of gun stuff and I'm putting some you know this yeah. great stencil on Teach here piece and, is a little bit more positive you know <laughs> well it was I, all I did was a, a stencil of, of, of Eddie I oh found, yeah yeah and then I actually wrote a, uh, a haiku oh because, cool well <laughs> the intersection was right at uh, haiku village oh. and it said haiku village right on the wall next to the boxes so I and we we passed by this one intersection like twelve times, going to where we were going to and going back to the house we were staying in. And so I just I couldn't help it because Eddie Eichau and Haiku mm-hmm. kind of sounds the same. And so you know I just came up with a little Haiku. Haiku. I came up with a Haiku and wrote it on the box. Uh-huh. And I just finished and I was filming it. 
taking a couple of pictures and it was funny because <laughs> I take a video, right? And as soon as I start the video, um, I start to move, all of a sudden, whoop, 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 whoop. <laughs> and I'm thinking, oh, wow, man, this, this will be kind of cool because this cop, you know, who was, you know, sitting at the light is probably going after somebody. I'm just going to like swing around and catch him as he's going down the road yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. and then go back to the box, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, I'll put this video up eventually when I figure out what happens with the court case. <laughs> um, but you can see in the video how I come around and then I just kind of stop. And if you listen <laughs> to the soundtrack, you can hear the tires like, which means they came to a stop, you know. Yeah. And, I, and so I just, the video stops at me pointing at the ground, you know, because the last thing you want to do is point that camera at the cop that just pulled over to yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you I know? can't imagine they would take kindly to that yeah he was already upset he, <laughs> yeah. was, he was already upset he hopped out of the car and he's like dude what do you think you're doing you know and I'm like whoa you know I'm just, you know he goes man yeah. you, you, you're, you're is this yours you know this is your property you know whatever just do was just getting ill with me yeah yeah, yeah. but uh luckily it, it turned out um okay at least they didn't uh, dude I thought he was gonna put me in the car and take me in oh yeah the yeah, way yeah. it was going um, but then he finally looked at what, what it said, and then he looked at the stencil, yeah. and he luckily he knew who Eddie Guy Cow was. Yeah. And so at first, you know, I was like, look, dude, I got paint. I can just paint over it. Yeah. You know, yeah. no problem. And um, he was like, no, 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 dude, you're going to, you're going to, you know, they're going to see this. You're going to have to, you know, be, mm-hmm. you know, possibly charged for this and, and pay for it and everything. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I was like, uh, dude, can you just, look, man, I'm here with my wife and my kids and stuff, you know, can you just let me paint over this? You're here on vacation, dude, what are you thinking, man? <laughs> you think you just go do this anywhere you want, man? I mean, you know, what, who do you think you are? You know, I'm like, dude, this isn't seen this way where I'm from. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thought I was doing you guys a favor and, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, so then a lady p- cop pulls up. Uh-huh. And he was like, oh, man, okay, she's a little bit, you know, a little bit saltier than I am, but, you know, don't worry about it. She'll, you know, she'll be okay. And I was thinking, dude, she's worse than you are. <laughs> yeah, right. But uh, luckily she kind of came up and looked at the box before she said anything, and mm-hmm. I guess she knew who Eddie Icow was also. That's awesome, though. Yeah. And uh, then, then one other cop pulled up. <laughs> well, dude, it was Sunday, you know. And, Everybody's and showing. No one's yeah. got anything to do. You know, if you're a cop on Sunday in that area. Yeah, you're the event of the, uh, the day. It's kind of like, <laughs> yeah, let's see what this uh, There were some guy. protests going on at the time, but this was like, oh, wow, you got what? Yeah, this yeah, guy's yeah, vandalizing yeah. something? Ooh, I got to yeah, come right. see this, you know? <laughs> so, um but, you know, that guy was even more chill than anyone else because, like, as soon as he came up, he saw the boxes. And then he came over and he's like, what's going on, man? And so they had to read me my rights and everything. Yeah, the... And uh, so I didn't, you know... And here's some advice for you guys out there when you're getting arrested. If they ask you for a statement, don't give them a statement, <laughs> written or spoken, okay? Because what happens is if you do get charged and you have to go to court and they refer back to what you said... Do you think you're going to remember every word you said <laughs> or every word that you wrote? I tell you one thing. I'm 50 years old, and I can barely remember what I you know, said yesterday. <laughs> you know, so that's some good advice. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and so they basically sense. said that they're going to give the information to an investigator. Mm-hmm. And if they feel like they need to follow up on it, then I may have to go back to Hawaii mm-hmm. and go to court and defend this. Yeah. 
I, I was totally talking about the part that Eddie Aiko's family contacted you, not that. <laughs> I didn't mean to re- make you rehash. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's no, a, still very traumatized. I, 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 like, 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 I want the audience to know, you know what I mean? But I was like, I, I was actually referring to the group. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> actually, good context, though. Yeah, 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 yeah. To bring it back to Eddie Aiko. Exactly. Um, Clyde, his brother, um, actually got in touch with me because we reached out to him and uh, he, he got back in touch with me and I actually told him that uh, I might be having to come back to, to Hawaii <laughs> <laughs> and he, you know I told him I got arrested and everything he's like oh man you know if, if, if anything does happen you know well, I'll make sure to you know I'll help you take care of it but so now uh, in the meantime um, I actually uh, got in touch with, uh, with Clark Little um, he uh, he saw the the portrait that I did of, of Eddie Aikau and the photographer uh, Clark Little, the photographer, mm. the legendary photographer Clark Little. This dude goes into shore break at Waimea Bay with mm-hmm. a camera and just just gets completely whomped and gets the most amazing photos. Dude, I saw a picture of Clark Little on his page. It was like a whip curl that was in the shape of a heart. How fucking awesome! Like, oh, that's it, pretty it, rad. It, yeah, you, you know and, what I mean. And what he does with these images as well, like the exposures yeah. and everything, that is, is just amazing stuff. But so what happened is, um, unfortunately, his brother passed away uh, in 2016 from liver cancer. Mm. Brock Little. Okay. Brock Little was an amazing, legendary big wave surfer, mm. and so um, he asked me if I'd do a stencil of him. Mm. And I was like, yeah. I'll, when I was getting into, when I was boogie boarding and getting into surfing big time, I was reading Surfer Mag and all the, yeah. you know, he He's was just one a of the surfer, guys. man. Yeah. He was yeah. one of the guys that I knew about. Yeah, know? yeah, yeah. So I was like, yeah, definitely, I'll do a stencil. This guy I did it the same size as the uh, Eddie Eichow stencil, mailed it over to him, and they got it up. They got it up. They yeah. got it up right nice. next to the one of Eddie, dude, and it looks so cool. And uh, yeah, he got actually a tattoo artist, um, Kahi Ki. Pronouncing the names, I'm horrible. The amazing tattoo artist. Mm-hmm. Shout out to that dude because he sprayed the the stencil perfectly. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! Right. I saw the you know they did like a close up of it and everything. You know, amazing job spraying it. That's so, awesome. Then, I'm gonna get a tattoo done by this guy when I go back over there next year or whatever. You know yeah. what I mean? Like I love this guy. I love it. Uh, you, you know, you just send a stencil and they're like, we know what to do. With the Eddie Eichow stencil, um, you know, luckily the uh, one of the guys, Mark. Um, Mark Dombrowski, I think, is uh, one of the last lifeguards that was appointed by Eddie, um, was the guy that I met when I was there last, mm. and he actually watched me spray the stencil up as well as some of the other lifeguards, so yeah. he saw you know, how to do it right and everything, so um, I'm stoked, man. I can't wait to go back over there. But in the meantime, um, so uh, Clark, um, or Clyde, I'm sorry, Clyde Eichel, uh mentioned, you know, he says, hey, you know, would you be interested in doing uh, some artwork to help raise some funds for some Hawaiian initiatives? Yeah. I'm like, oh yeah, definitely. So uh, he and his family sent me another image of Eddie. It's a, it's a pretty um, familiar image of him. But um, so I'm going to be doing a stencil of that probably sometime in the next couple of weeks. Cool and man. I don't I, know if I may hold on to that one a little bit, take it over myself. <laughs> it's going to be hard to ship that one over because it's going to be kind of. I don't think that's okay. I'm sure you know actually, but I'm just saying for the audience, Teacher is the most prolific stencil maker. 
I've ever met. I ever <laughs> going, we're deep in this. We're deep in this game. Okay. <laughs> I tell you, if, it, if it wasn't so therapeutic for me, I, I wouldn't be. You know yeah. what I mean? I got a lot of. John lot Singleton of, died, and overnight, this guy cut a stencil and then freaking was on the street the next day. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, Jesus Christ. Right. <laughs> you know, so all, I can, all I can say is, uh, you know, I used to deal with a lot of anger issues, and and you know, between uh, transcendental meditation um, and doing the cutting stencils with a knife, destroying you know something instead of cutting skin or something like that you're actually creating something you know that, that produces mm. more and more artwork yeah um so i'm just i'm thankful that i that i have it to, now, you know mm. I want, so let's talk a little bit about your magazine man i mean um uh again you have uh you know artists from all around the world here man so, yeah um you want to talk about some of them i mean some international or it's just sure. maybe well, just ones that stick out in your mind so i mean uh for me the idea with Up is that, um, so for the printed issues at least, each issue is thematic, right? And for the first issue, the theme we went for was money. Mm. Um, part of that was because, you know, we thought that sort of grabbed people's attention. Part of it's also because that's one of the most contentious issues, you know, in the art world in general. Mm -hmm. um, and sort of my philosophy as the editor-in-chief of Up Magazine is like diversity, you know, and that's diversity in terms of skill level, that's diversity in terms of style, like all of that. Mm -hmm. You know, so we want to find people who are both sort of on the come up, you know, mm -hmm. who are still kind of making a name for themselves, as yeah. well as uh, you know, artists that are a little bit more established. And you know, down the line, we also want to talk to artists that you know, maybe some of the biggest names. Mm -hmm. But we want to kind of keep that mix. Mm -hmm. and, and sort of how we apply that in the first issue was, um, you know, there are four of us that put it together: my deputy editor uh, Victoria Benzine, my associate editor Christina Leah, and our photography editor uh, Lonnie Richards. It was the four of us who put the whole first issue together. Mm -hmm. um, we've since you know brought on a lot more people, but the first one was just the four of us so we all kind of pitched ideas to each other and you know thought what would work what wouldn't you know what was interesting and relevant um for me personally i did three articles uh one i did is on uh sean sullivan layer cake who uh many people know from his uh, somewhat combative instagram handle uh he likes to call people out but that was part of the reason i wanted to talk to him for this issue is he's kind of got that like money hustler mentality you know i like be anyone that, that that is provocative you know yeah. that, that causes a discussion oh he's know? definitely a provocative gentleman uh, as long as it's not too hateful or you know yeah uh, yeah, yeah and so I mean, we even had sabo on yeah yeah exactly yeah right <laughs> Yeah, yeah, guys. If you uh, if you don't know who Sabo is, uh, check out his episode on the podcast. He's a uh, he's always labeled a conservative right wing street artist, and uh, you know he he's done very. Uh, I think his most recent uh, topical one was he changed Once Upon a Time in uh, Hollywood, the new movie billboard, into Once Upon a Time in Petalwood, and draped a uh, picture of Jeff Bernstein <laughs> and yeah, uh, Roman Polanski over, <laughs> over Brad Pitt and. Uh, uh, yeah, he may have been the cause, single most single cause for uh, Epstein like <laughs> killing himself. You know what I mean? Well, uh, uh, I mean, it, it, let's talk about that for a second, just because it's so oh, topical, yeah. man. You know, yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll get back to the street <laughs> art. We'll get back to the street art in a second, just because we'll do it's this Tarantino style. In case you haven't figured it yeah, out, yeah, yeah, we kind of just go with the flow. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We want people to be a fly on the wall. Like if you're here, we, we want you to be <laughs> paying attention. You know, but yeah. yeah, Jeffrey Epstein recently killed himself in prison, and uh, the conspiracy uh, things are flying. You, you know what I mean? Everybody's saying even. 
even our president tweeted a yeah a conspiracy <laughs> theory saying that the Clintons are behind it, right? Um, what I love about this vote are the memes that are coming out, man. Like I saw a meme that said uh, Jeffrey Epstein's last uh, visitor, and it was a picture, a shitty picture of Hillary in like these cop sunglasses and a mustache, <laughs> and it's just like I, I don't know. I, I, that's how the world deals with modern trauma. It's uh, making yeah, sense like of that. Yeah, no, it was, Absolutely right. And the art too on the street, man. I mean, I don't know, um, you, you know, how many people were traumatized by. Uh, I've I've actually tried to avoid doing any images of of Epstein of Schlepstein. Yeah. Um, because, you know, I just I don't want to have any more uh, exposure than he already has. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like there's already enough. Yeah. Well, I feel like the the real tragedy of his death isn't that he's dead; it's that the information he had and who else is culpable dies with him. Well, there's you know? there's luckily with with modern technology, there's <laughs> there's going to be some other a lot of oh, big sure. people that are going to come down. Yeah, yeah. there's like a not prince. as many probably if as if you know he would have. Um, oh shit! Sorry. You know. Mm. Oh, we got. Is that uh, Jimmy Fallon? What? Uh, <laughs> Jimmy <a> Fallon's <laughs> calling you? <laughs> I wish, dude. It, no, it's another. It's another Jimmy Fallon. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what that said? I'm no, 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 no. It's my friend Johnny. <laughs> okay, because I'm dyslexic as hell when I'm looking at stuff. Dyslexic? Yeah, I can't even say it right. Dyslexic. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, I, uh, it's. Uh, Oh man, yeah. But anyways, man. Okay, so so sorry. Back to street art again. Man. Back <laughs> to street art. Okay. Um. So so yeah, man. Like, let me ask you. So, what is this this particular uh, issue is about money, right? You know, yeah, I mean, yeah, is yeah. the next one. I mean, uh, have you any idea what the next one's about? Just curious. Yes. So issue two, the theme is place, and that's mm. kind of why for our second issue, we recruit a lot of people. We commission people in. Uh, cities all over the world we got someone writing in from brazil we got some people writing in from london we got a tokyo writer we got an la writer we got some people at chicago who's your la writer just curious uh so her instagram handle is uh, i think it's la art life mm-hmm. um okay. yeah uh, I'm meeting up with her later today. Okay. Yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah By yeah. the way, uh, I'd like to shout out to LA Art Life for uh, you know taking pictures of my stuff and, and tagging me at times uh, and all the support. It's been great. Yeah, definitely appreciate you. Um, let me ask you. So uh, you say place, right? Why is it called place? So the idea with the theme is to keep it broad enough that we can cover a range and narrow enough that we can still have you know something to kind of use as a goalpost mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um and so place the idea is sort of looking at the different ways that um you know applies to the art world uh, both in terms of you know cities we you know went for a very expansive approach to doing a lot of different cities and how different cultures are in different cities part of its environment you know artists who incorporate sort of their environment into their styles or art like you know for example like tom bob or something and then the other thing was sort of looking at how art transforms places and so this probably the most controversial aspect of it is a sort of underbelly question of the second issue is you know what are the effects gentrification has on cities and how in what ways does street art relate to that Mm. so the way we like to end all of our issues is uh we have the big question so if you pull up uh, here in the first one, our question was, you know, related to money, what does it mean to sell out? Mm. You know, uh, and we've had a couple people uh, write in responses, and we're going to be publishing a couple of those in the next issue. But oh, yeah, so I'm very curious to hear that because yeah. I got to tell you, one of um, one of the things that uh, the uh, gentleman Greg um, uh, Gregory Linton uh, mm. used to 
just hate. Uh, this is a guy that used to run um, Melrose and Fairfax. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. This is the blog that predated uh, Alex Gallery, basically. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that just bothered him more than anything were sellouts. Yeah. And so it's like, okay, what uh, what does it mean to be a sellout? Yeah. You know. Well, it's um, one of those kind of nebulous. I think that the, you know, the goalpost, man, it like changes for time and during the time that you're in, and also like what community you're in. I mean, yeah, I think it comes back down to what your means are. I yeah. think if you go into something with your means being, you know, one thing, like saying, "Hey, you know what? I'm just getting into this to um, to send a message as a protest or whatever," and then all of a sudden that changes to where. You're not getting up in the streets anymore with your protests, and you're just selling stuff. Mm-hmm. That to me is a sellout. Yeah. Okay? Now, if you you know happen to to do some work, and you know that okay, if I'm going to do some work in the streets, yeah, I'm going to be the one paying for that. So mm-hmm. you know, I'd like to help fund that. So by doing that, I want to sell some of my pieces. Then, if you know going in, hey, I'm going to have to sell some of my pieces in order to be sustainable. Yeah, I don't see that as being a sellout. See me like I, I've thought about this question a lot, and I've I've been thankful that I've gotten a lot of responses from people, so I can kind of you know synthesize some of the other answers I got. But to me personally, selling out isn't making money, right? Because we all have rent to pay, and especially if you want to commit to you know a creative lifestyle. Even more so, you know, if I had a stable paycheck, you need to find a way to make ends meet. To me, selling out is about when you do something that you consciously know is against your personal principles or your own sense of integrity, but you do it anyway for money. That, to me, is selling out. Yeah, mm. you know, very good, very good uh, definition. Mm, I see, I see. Yeah, no, I agree, and and I think a lot of times, I think for me. Um, at the beginning, we kind of talked about this last. We have a resident, other resident artist. His name is actually Sellout. Is artist. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. I actually uh, last time I was here, I picked up one of his shirts. Shout okay. out Sellout. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the other LA uh, Street Gallery resident artist, and um, he was just saying that it's funny. He, the reason he chose his name as Sellout because. Uh, a lot of artists, they were uh, gallery artists, and then they would just get up on the street for a little bit, and then you would never see them in the street again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's kind of like, that's, yeah. the, that's the new sellout, in yeah. a sense, right? So, I'm just saying, I think at the end of the day, you're right. It's really just about, like, internally, uh, you know, your own principles, and are you continuing? But, uh, you know, people can evolve, too, right? Y- yeah. You know what I mean? Like, um, as you get bigger projects. Yeah, I'm sure there's subtle degrees to that. You yeah. Know? Mm-hmm. Or you look at like someone like Yo Shepard Ferry, right? It's like you know he mm-hmm. is arguably you know king of king of the world, and some people see him as a sellout because you know he's making money from it. But it's also like despite the fact that he's making money, he still gets up illegally. You know he's still yeah, doing pacing. I mean he had all those court he's cases. Got, he's got crews that go out and keep him. Uh, they came current. Yeah, they I saw the current. the new documentary. Uh, oh, the Hulu one, right? The Hulu one. Have yeah, you seen I, it? Yeah, I've seen, seen it. It's really well made. Actually. Yeah, it, yeah. Okay, so there's a new documentary. What's this Hulu thing? <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like uh, Netflix, <laughs> right? It's only seven ninety nine though. <laughs> Netflix for young kids. You know, it's like it's like TV basically is now Hulu. You know, they have commercials, right? Yeah, I'm you, sorry. You, so you go, know, ahead, go so ahead. So it's like so. Anyways, I saw a new documentary on there, and you know, what? I learned a shit ton of stuff. Um, you know, I, I always feel like, you know, guys like Banksy and Trevor Fair, you get enamored by them first when you enter the scene. And then as you start to get deeper, you start to uh, 
you know, feel like their work is a little bit so popular that yeah. the hipster artist in you is like, oh, you start uh, picking it apart. Oh, yeah. you start picking it apart. Right? Right? Yeah, more yeah. critical, yeah. the more you learn. But, yeah. but, but you know what? One thing, the major thing that I learned from that documentary, man, <clears throat> is that. Uh, Dude, the guy is a fucking diabetic. <laughs> one diabetic, dude. Yeah, it's and you know fun. what? Cops everywhere when they're arresting him, oh, they don't yeah. care about oh. that. Dude. Oh yeah, the, the whole you know, I was just like, yeah. for those of you who don't know, if you're if you're a type one diabetic, you got to be able to give yourself insulin. You got to be able to give yourself medications. And when you get stuck in the in the pen, you know, in a waiting cell or whatever, you can be in there for. 12 24 hours yeah. and you know uh in this in this uh, documentary he was just saying that cops were just like fucking with him while he's in jail while he's tripping you know, out tripping yeah. out and being as polite as possible saying hey i really need my insulin they were just like fuck you dude i mean yeah. you know what the thing about the cops though they deal with like animals and people just that are assholes all day man so like you know they don't know the difference man and uh yeah no i get it that sometimes it is hard to tell the difference um i did a little bit of security guard work in mm. sony picture studios mm -hmm. and you know just some of the guys that would just walk up the street you know just trying to walk in the in the gate you know yeah 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 complete kinda... nut jobs 5150s is yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> code business but um i'm all familiar yeah <laughs> <laughs> That's another story for another time. Keep listening to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but no. So what did you like about that movie, man? I mean, like, did you learn anything? Like, um, uh, it, it just sort of you know it gave a lot more context to his work for me. Kind of like, and it's funny, right? Because again, come back to the question. So yeah, like you know, when it started from the stickers, right? To now, you know, I, I don't know his personal finances but it seems like he kind of keeps himself alive no, not no, just he, from his opera from the merch well we, we always say like there's only a few uh, artists that like can basically print money and yeah. Shepard Fairey is like one of them yeah <laughs> you know yeah, he, exactly. he releases a set of like 10 prints they're sold you, yeah, you know immediately. what I mean well, he, created, he created the equation yeah. he yeah. created that equation you know and, and other people have trying to try to go off of it I did for a while but then you know what to be honest with you I don't want to be responsible for coming up with some kind of somewhat consistent design mm -hmm. every month. Yeah. Yeah. Just so that I can keep up with what he does. Yeah. And you know, or what? I keep got, up with what, you know, collectors <clears throat> would want to buy or whatever. I got an interesting Shepherd Fairy side tangent that uh, your your list uh, your audience might appreciate. So everybody knows, you know, hip hop is big in LA, right? New York too, right? Yeah. yeah so yeah. this is like one of the fucking funniest stories like uh, on the podcast we had. <laughs> so uh um, in LA Street Gallery, we always say we bring street artists and artists from the street, basically. So, um, uh, whether it's I'm, I'm a DJ, I'm a musician, so you know we have like different people on. So one mm -hmm. of the uh, episodes we had on was Snoop Dogg's cousin, the the nasty dog, right? <laughs> and so what he does, he's the guy on stage normally that um, he's in the dog suit, okay? But he just so happened to also draw the album cover for Doggy Style. You, oh no, you shit! Know what I mean, okay, so, yeah, all right, that's cool. Joe so, cool. Right? Shout out to Joe Cool. Shout out to Joe Cool. Yeah, shout out to Joe Cool. Um, and then he came on and he had this huge beef with Shepard Fairey, man. <laughs> <laughs> Over what? I don't know. Apparently, like, uh, on a podcast, like, um, he just dissed his work. It, yeah, it, yeah. You know what I mean? He just says, like, oh, it doesn't look like Snoop or whatever whatever it is. I, I actually yeah, Something about the album cover. Right? Yeah, I actually haven't heard the, the clip, so who knows if it's actually true. Yeah. <laughs> you know what By I mean? the way, he's got... Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, um, and uh, he's just going off on a rant about his Andre the Giant, man. If <laughs> if, if you get the chance uh, uh, to, to listen to it, uh, it's on our IG page, uh, PTTP Show, basically. Yeah. Yeah, it's just some of the funniest shit. We had to edit that 
edition a little bit, didn't we? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was just like, it was early on, but, you know, like I said, it was just like uh, one of our more memorable episodes. And, you know, you yeah, know it was not holding in. back on anything. Uh, yeah, like, so basically, we just like that, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like uh, on this podcast, you know, we have a bunch of street artists on. We want to have you on as well, too, just because you have the magazine, you, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah, And um, my wife on. You know, I mean, oh, yeah. the life of the street artist, basically. Yeah, right. Window, you know the many I mean? perspectives, because you know, it all comes back to kind of like similarly of up. It's sort of like we want, you know, like we interviewed not just artists, we interviewed like collectors and galleries and mm. stuff. And it's like I feel like to take a real understanding of kind of this world that all of us live in, you need to get, you know. A multitude of what's, yeah. uh, what's the easiest way for people to reach you guys for uh, for interviews? Uh, for interviews, usually we find you less than Ooh. people find us. Okay. It's like uh, the CIA, man. Well, I mean, <laughs> it's one of those, uh, you know. You'd uh, be surprised who, who might call you up. Yeah, this is very true. Well, in any event, hit us up on Instagram. It's uh, up underscore underscore mag, up underscore underscore mag. Oh, we're not over yet. We're not over yeah. yet. Did you <laughs> say underscore underscore? Yeah, the yeah. Double underscore. Wow. So, funny story. There's actually another up mag yeah. that uh, we have beef with simply because they have been around a little bit longer and so they have a better SEO. But is it a different magazine? Or? Totally. It's a student-run blog out of like Florida. But my personal goal is that within the next year that we come to destroy them. We come to destroy them. <laughs> what's We're coming for you, imposter up. What's, what's an SEO? Uh, search engine optimization. Basically when you search something in Google how high you are on the list. I think we're like five right now. Um, and they're like ones. So we're we're coming for that. You, you know what? Yeah. At the end of the day, um, let me tell you why LA Street Art Gallery became so popular was because we had good SEO at yeah. the time. It was LA. People were like, "Oh, street art, LA gallery," and they're like, "Where's the fucking gallery?" We're yeah, like, oh, <laughs> we're like, "There's no fucking gallery." Look at the pictures. I'm just saying. At the end, yeah, exactly. It's a virtual gallery, right? Yeah. You, you know what I mean? So, so, like I said, I'm sure it's consistency and longevity. Well, that's kind of the thought, right? Is yeah. we've already come up a bit on it, and it's just a matter of you know, we prints really our crown jewel. We have a website as well, and we publish stuff on the website. We try and do two a week, and you know, we stay consistent with that. But the website's sort of just to keep us relevant as we sort of build. The prints really what we're we're focused on, you know. But if you only pop up four times a year people are going to forget about you so the website keeps us you know keeps yeah. it relevant you know what we, we're having a can contest uh um because we basically we manufacture uh custom spray cans as well too Dope. so um we're gonna do some uh for uh, a lot of the la artists it would be cool to maybe like um you know run a contest in your magazine so we can give away some free cans or something yeah like we'd that be too. uh you, you know, know I mean? we're pretty open-minded with like what we want to do it like the biggest thing is just like the thematic element for sure. the print. But beyond that, you know, we, we've we been, you know, I'm at a point now where as a, uh, a new young business owner, you know, we're, we're open-minded about what we need to do to evolve, to grow, to where we're going to go with it. And, you know, running up, there's been a lot of sort of, uh, you know, things you learn that you only learn through experience. Like, for example, at our launch, we were, uh, we did a collaboration of Dirk Bain on shirts. And, uh, you know, we printed... Um, about 60 shirts and we did uh, kind of our you know logo colors are black and white so we did half black half white the black sold out like immediately mm-hmm. and uh, the whites were much harder to move and yeah. I, you know personally I thought the white shirts looked cooler so I was like why is no one buying this and it's like well one black is the official or unofficial color of New York and uh, two people don't like white shirts because you eat like something with ketchup and you Even stain it gone. and I was like huh and if you're fat it, it's <laughs> <more>, man <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know yeah, what I mean right? dark colors 
Oceans are swimming. Yeah, right? <laughs> so, uh, you know, it's like little things like that never even thought about. And then it's like, all right, now we know. So we're probably going to be focusing more on Blackhearts in the future. But, like, you know, stuff like that. It's a know, learning process. It's all a learning process. I tell you what, it's you know? common, I think it's a combination of just one thing is consistency. Yeah. Whether it's, I don't care if you're doing whatever you're doing, you know, three, four times a year. Mm -hmm. If you just keep doing that, you stay consistent. Yeah. That's the biggest problem right there. Yeah. And then the second thing is to, you know, try to have programs that, that don't overshoot your budget. Yeah. Yeah. Staying in budgets definitely. It's a good big to have part. partners at the end of the day. I mean, I'm an entrepreneur as well. At yeah. the end of the day, if you have good partners, you lower your cost overhead, right? Basically. Yeah. If you're trying to throw an art show, you know, don't do it in city of industry. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, there's not with James Shin. <laughs> yeah, I, I know. Seriously, man, I already have a court case on this. Don't fuck with me anymore. <laughs> <laughs> busy. I'm busy right now. But, but yeah. you know what, man? Like, we we would love to basically just like continue partnering with you, man, because we believe in what you're doing. It's awesome, and uh, that, yeah. you know, we would love to uh, you know interview more New York artists, man. We took a little trip to Amsterdam, and uh, we had some. Uh, uh, Dutch street artists on, you know, it's yeah. so cool, right? And it was just like I love Dutch street artists, man. They are like so real and yeah. honest, and just and the quality is like top notch too. Yeah. There's, yeah, there, there's some signs out there. Oh, Straight man. up, there was like a uh, yeah. Okay, <laughs> there was like a guy holding a red paintbrush, painting a curb, yeah. and there was some Dutch underneath it. And then me and Teach looked at it, and we're like. Damn, is this is so high quality that we don't know Dutch, so we don't know if this is street art. Yeah. Right now. <laughs> yeah, no, is this street art or is this just like the street That's painting? Why, yeah. 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 Is this why they, they label things here? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ask a, uh, you know, <clears throat> the artist from Frankie Hollywood, basically. He's like, is this? He's like, no, that's street art, man. I was like, shit, dude. Somebody like put in work for that sign. To, it's yeah, so yeah. good that it's just like, like it just like, looks so legit. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You know? And you know, I want to see more of that shit in LA, man, because. You know, it's cool, a lot of, like, you know, the dirty-looking kind of stuff, man. But fool me, man. Yeah, fool me. Right? <laughs> make me question it. Make, it. make me kind of wonder a little bit more. Is that real? Or is yeah, that and it's also, it's just, like, a question. It's like, hey, what's, it broadens the definition of, like, what street art is, man. And it's also, you know what? People don't talk about this as much anymore. How long is it going to ride, man? Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, I feel like... Absolutely. Um, we used to talk about that a lot more. Like, it, you know oh what? Shit. That's another thing about that. I'm, I'm, I'm so happy to see an actual, you know, um, hard drive. I'm saying hard drive. An actual hard copy magazine. Yeah. Is because, um, you know, when you're looking at art, um, you know, it's it's nice to be able to to see it on something. Yeah. You know, and to not need electricity to to look at it. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's it's uh, plus you know like you're saying you're doing prints and stuff like that. Yeah, I think that's uh, you know that's that's crucial because you're dealing with art. Yeah. Well, it's it's like you know we were talking about before. I feel like print it, it feels authentic, right? And like you know like I did a lot of research before I put this together. You know I looked at other people who've done print. Uh, another uh, New York organization sold mag shout sold I used to work for them they did print for a bit and they did like newspaper quality there's a street and more at I think Amsterdam they do um, twice a year and uh, they do print the quality is not quite as uh, glossy as ours mm -hmm. um, but they, they do some nice work street and more is actually a big influence I, I took uh, I read like all their editions to wow, get okay. a lot of ideas but with us you know we went for like a nice matte cover we went yeah. for like glossy Beautiful, pages man. yeah because it's like you know like the, the quality of it right it's like you know 
uh, not to get pretentious, but I like to think of it in a way as sort of my art. You know, it's like yeah, putting it together, definitely. the design. Well, you know. man, you know, uh, we're, ca- we're coming up to the one hour mark, man. But, uh-huh. you know, just wanted to kind of tell you, man, even though, you know, there's a lot all, all the time, there's a lot of rift between New York and L.A., man. You have L.A. Street Art Gallery full support. And if you need, um, you know, any writers, man, we have, like, great writers. We have great L.A. photographers, man. And we For really sure, want to make this a bi-coastal thing, man, because uh, I would say that, uh, you know, Miami is probably the other, like, kind of hub, you know what I mean? But LA and New York, yeah. like I said, we're definitive, you know what I mean? I would agree to that. Just more spaces here. Yeah. And unfortunately, Miami's going to be underwater within a couple... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's yeah. only because Art Basel's there, right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to be real, those are all commissioned walls, you, yeah, you, yeah. you know what I mean? So, but uh, anyways, man, so, I mean, at the end of the day, man, like I said, we'll, we'll love to support you in everything you do. Let's uh, let's have a joint show together someday or something, man. LA, For sure, man. You know, East Coast, West Coast, man. Awesome. So, let's kind of like, uh, uh, just close it out man what's yeah the, what's the best way to get in touch with you so i'd see say your, uh, see your work and see up magazine so check us out uh online upmag.com.com uh upmag.com and then on instagram we are up underscore underscore mag up underscore underscore mag yeah head us up we're always down to chat you know uh we're down to meet people all over the world because you know before i got into street art i uh was in international affairs and so i've always loved the travel aspect uh of it and what i love most about the street art world is it's very global yeah and uh to learn more about that check out our second issue Place. There you go. And you know what? Leave us a review. Um, if you enjoy what we're doing, subscribe to us on iTunes, on SoundCloud. It's on a bunch of other weird podcast sites. I don't even put it on there, but it's apparently on there. <laughs> Just Google Paint the Town. Paint the Town Podcast, man. If you can't do that, fuck you, dude. <laughs> <laughs> That wonderful way to know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, appreciate yeah. you guys. Is there anything else you want me to teach? Yeah, I'm good. Uh, I'm just going to say shout out to you guys for having uh, myself, TK Mills, and Up Magazine on. Oh, yeah. Much no problem, man. And we'd love to have you back again, man. You know, anything you you're, uh, you, you want to share that you, you know, you're doing out there in New York, we, we, we share it in LA. All for right? Sure, man. Thank you, man. Appreciate cool. you. Cheers. Take care. Love you guys. Take care. Bye. Peace.